0: Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Nashville's most historic hotel reveals their newest restaurant. A marathon that has been postponed for two and a half years is finally hitting the pavement this weekend. Plus, regulation hits the party buses hard with no end in sight except for the end in their routes. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Happy Friday, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Hope you are ready for the weekend. Did you see the lunar eclipse last or this morning early? Uh, we'll no. Yeah, happened no. early this morning.
1: No, no.
0: I Sleep, got up for uh, it. I was sleeping. Yeah, I got up for it <laughs> and I looked outside and I walked outside and I was like, "Oh, there it is!" And then I went back to bed.
1: There you go. If anybody <laughs> else saw the uh, the lunar eclipse, send us a text at six one five with a picture. Took a picture. Six one five. 392 1358. Or if you posted it on Instagram, make sure to tag us on there.
0: You can find us on Instagram at XPLR uh dot Nash. Yes. Uh we already featured one photo, so I want to feature a few more lunar eclipse photos today. There you go. Okay, so uh Nashville has a very historic hotel.
1: If you are not familiar with it, this is called the Hermitage Hotel. It is uh, I believe last year. Uh, gave it uh, historic status from, like, the the landmark of historic places kind of deal? Uh, Or was that two years ago? Two
0: years ago. It all runs together now. Yeah, but there was some type of certification that it was, like, the most significant hotel in American history. I can't remember exactly (laughs) what it is. Um, It's very important. Uh, The Hermitage Hotel has had a, a large amount of Nashville history that's taken place there. We'll dedicate an entire probably two or three history episodes to the Hermitage Hotel in the future. Um, But the Hermitage Hotel
1: uh, for maybe around a year or so um, has been under construction kind of in their main lobby area. And uh, now they are ready to reveal uh, their new restaurant. And it's called uh, I'm going to have to um, make sure I pronounce this right. Dursey, uh, Drussy, Drussy. That's what it is. Drussy and Dar, um, uh, not familiar with, uh, what those things are or who those people are, but Drussy and Dar, it's a very popular name in Finland. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, so Drussy and Dar opens in the historic, uh, hotel. Um, and this, it opened on Wednesday night. Um, according to a release from the Hermitage, this is coming from the national business journal. Um, and the restaurant it's going to be located where the Capitol Grill once was, uh, and this is in partnership with Michelin star chef John George and Stuart. You you've said like people. You know, he is probably one of the best chefs to ever touch the his feet in Nashville.
0: Oh, hands down. So he's a three-star Michelin chef. He's world-renowned. Literally, if you go to his Instagram, it has, like, all of the different cities that his restaurants are in. Yeah. And I talked to this uh, random fellow the other day, and he's just like, you hear about John George coming to Nashville? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, it's so big. And I, I had no idea who this guy was. <laughs> Literally, like we were just talking about restaurants in Nashville. He's like, yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, it's actually a very big deal. So this, this really means that we are now in the luxury uh, dining world. Uh, we've, we've had some really good luxury restaurants in Nashville, but now we have name-recognized uh, chefs truly worldwide yeah, worldwide yeah. chefs opening restaurants here and people will travel around the world mm. to go to this restaurant. Uh
1: so this the area of Drusty and Dar will feature a redesigned dining area, expanded bar, and a state of the art kitchen visible from the dining room. Um so known for his mission star restaurants across the world like Sword said. Uh, John George will oversee the five-star hotel's culinary operations, including food and beverage concepts for weddings, meetings, and other events at the Hermitage. Uh, and in addition in, in addition to dressy and dar, the Hermitage will soon feature a new cafe called the Pink Hermit. That's cool. Uh, the space will offer indoor and outdoor seatings with the cafe transitioning throughout the day. The cafe will serve as a coffee bar with pastries in the morning, more casual takeaway fare midday and a wine bar with small bites and cocktails in the evening.
0: That's awesome. So uh, they have announced the executive chefs for this restaurant and uh, they're going to be open Wednesday through Sunday, 5 PM to 10 PM uh, for the main restaurant. We do actually have a photo. This is photo number one uh, of this inside of this restaurant. That's beautiful. And that looks fantastic. Yeah. The chandeliers, the design, like it, it's just a, those columns. Yeah. Like everything is like very intentional, yeah. Love that. Um, so it's it's open now. So if
1: you want to go there tonight, uh, make your reservations. I'm sure it's very busy this weekend, uh, but try to make a reservation. And uh, if you go, let us know. Let us know how it is. Uh, now, if you if if you ate too much food uh, at the at Drussy and Dar, and you want to run off some of those calories, well, now's your chance to sign up for the Rock and Roll Running Series, previously the Rock and Roll Marathon uh, marathon in Nashville. But uh, after a two and a half year, according to News Channel 5, after a two and a half year hiatus uh, due to uh, the COVID pandemic, the Rock and Roll Running Series benefiting St. Jude's Hospital returns to Music City with a new name, look and running course. Um, And it says Thursday through Saturday, most of it is really... Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, that I know because I'm going to be pretty much blocked in at my place on Saturday. Very few options of, of how to get out of downtown on Saturday or in or well, out they, of downtown. They, they run like right next to your place. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the map and, and uh, it's uh, there's there's like one route in and out of, of downtown for me. Uh, so the the uh, November 20th race, uh, it removes Metro Center from its path and adds two four-mile loops in Shelby Bottoms and on the Greenway for the path. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, in a quote, um, it says the marathon runners are going to be doing two loops around the lake and then a loop on the Greenway, and I think it's going to be a really positive change. Uh, they said the fall foliage is, is great on the path. Um, and That's if they
0: survived the rain yesterday. It,
1: I know. I think it did surprisingly a little bit because it it only unfortunately for like just my, a little bit. My
0: big tree that like changes into this incredible orange like tree it did it did not survive. It did not survive. Yeah, every single leaf is off of that tree this morning. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Um, so six thirty a.m. Uh, the race starts for the five k and six point one five mile uh race on eighth and Demumbrian. and then on seven twenty uh the start line for the marathon and half marathon will be at eighth and Broadway. So there will have four races in total happening on Saturday. Uh, let's see yesterday. They had a kid's one mile run for fun and an adult one mile run at seven thirty. Uh, so this is kind of why it's running series instead of marathon. There's a few more options like the kids one mile, the adult one mile that happened yesterday. So that, uh, they don't have to
0: participate in the marathon. Yeah. Uh, I
1: wouldn't want to be next to the group of people for the marathon anyway.
0: So I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Uh, they still have last minute signups available today. Uh, you have to go to the expo at the end of today. the day, Yeah, today by the end of the expo, or you have to go to the expo by the end <laughs> of the day to sign up Uh photo two. We actually have a map Here, of this
1: before, before we do that, the expo for packet pickup for every runner. They are at Nissan stadium today. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m.
0: Let's look at this map. So I think two years ago, it was in the shape of Elvis Presley. <laughs> this, I'm going to say, what, what do you think the shape is? Aaron? Well, the left part is in the shape of a gun. <laughs> yes.
1: And then the right part is in that it, it has no shape. It looks
0: like a thumbs up.
1: Yeah. Like a, a very distorted <laughs> arm of a thumbs up. Like, hey. Um, yeah. So you can you can see kind of where it's going. Um
0: Right there, you see the Shelby Bottoms Greenway uh, over
1: on the right side.
0: The thing that's really interesting about the Rock and Roll running series, or I'll just call it the marathon, um, they on almost every corner, they have different bands playing, or they have different stages throughout this series. Right. I don't know if there's any other running series, I don't run that often, uh, that has this much live music when there's people running.
1: Yeah, so there are going to be 20 in total uh, during,
0: during this 20 bands.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 20 bands in total. Um, so hopefully that's, uh, I don't know if that's some sort of record, but it's, you know, typically it's a, it's a national thing. If you just maybe even, uh, drive close to along that path, you may be able to enjoy
0: or if you live next to them. S- yeah. Yeah. Then you just get free, you get a free concert, you get free outdoor
1: <laughs> concerts, uh, with that. So that's, that's pretty cool. We've got, uh, if you want more information for this, we've got all of this information in our show notes.
0: All right. Now let's talk about where we've eaten locally. Uh, I went to a coffee shop that's off of Charlotte. It's called Land of a Thousand Hills Coffee Shop. And this place, it's actually a really cool place. The outdoor area. I don't know if you've sat outdoors yet, Aaron. But they No, have like I haven't. But they've got a these, lot of space. They have all these benches. They have a volleyball uh, court. They have a bocce ball court. They have, like, this fire pit. It's a really nice outdoor area. Yeah. And there's actually more power outlets outside then there is well inside. shoot. I need to take advantage yeah. of that. So just just <laughs> letting you know that inside secret. But I had their hot chocolate, and their hot chocolate was uh, a bean from uh, I can't remember the name of the country. It starts with a G. Uh, one of those G countries. Uh, but it was a, <laughs> it was a delicious uh, it was a delicious hot chocolate, and I'm gonna definitely get it again in the future. I'm stuck on this G country thing. Yeah, I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm looking this up. Okay, uh, while you look that up, I also recently went to Land of a Thousand Hills Coffee Shop, a uh, different occasion, and uh, I what I really like about their, just like their house drip coffee, is that if you get it for there, like you get it in a mug, they've got just a drip station where you can go over and actually just uh, fill it up yourself and refill it, uh, which honestly not too many places offer. Uh, I wish they would uh Rise Biscuits actually does that if you if they just have that that drip station over by their drink station um but not too many people do that so it, it's it's uh it's very cool that they do that um and then also I had one of their croissants their sausage and, and cheese croissants one day that I was there and it was fantastic it was it was very very uh light and the croissants were very flaky and fresh and then, uh, the second day that I had it, it was in like a stuffed waffle scenario. So they changed the, they changed the like breading? the breading of it. Yeah. Oh. And it was, it was great. I, I loved it.
0: Okay. Did you find, I were you it,
1: successful I in your, was, in your hunt?
0: There's like 10 countries that started with G's. I think it was Ghana. So Ghana, Ghana. Yeah. I think. I uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> the I've so the many, mystery remains. I've, I've, I've had so many hot chocolates in the last like week. I'm trying to figure out where the chocolate is coming. Where the from. origin is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but speaking of chocolate, we have some announcements coming next in the next week or so. Yeah, about chocolate. About chocolate. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. Let's head over to Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. Explorers Nashville tip of the day. This may be the last day or tomorrow to head down to the Natchez trace parkway. You get to avoid some of the traffic from the marathon or running series that's happening in Nashville. <laughs> and you can just go have you can some drive fun. all you can of drive. those miles. Can and, uh, it's really cool because the fall foliage, like it seems like some of it's still in peak, but some yeah. of it's very muted, like oranges and reds. Yeah. Uh, I was just at Timberland park, which is right at the edge of the double arch bridge on, um, Thursday, not Wednesday. And I did a two mile hike and most of the trees, it was like half dead, half alive. So it was a really interesting, but it was a really good hike. Uh, I would recommend going down to the Natchez Trace, seeing some of that fall foliage. And if it's remaining, if not still just a beautiful area to go visit.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, since you're going to be down towards the either Leapers fork or Franklin area, depending on where you, uh, depending on where you land, uh, if you want a good lunch option for, uh, for after your drive or before your drive, Uh BB's barbecue down in Franklin. You can take highway ninety six down there. And uh that's some of the best barbecue you will have in Middle Tennessee. It's a small little shack. You just drive through. You can get it right before your drive. You can get it after your drive on the way back.
0: You can Um, get it both times. You
1: can get it both times. (laughs) Who are we to tell you what to do? Yeah. So Aaron usually gets the smoked brisket. I literally just get smoked brisket like a is it a
0: full pound that I get? Yeah, you get a full yeah a full usually. pound that I get, and I just eat it straight. It's it because it's that good. The, the briskets fantastic, but typically what I get is the smoked turkey sandwich with the white Alabama sauce, and it is one of my favorite <laughs> sandwiches in Nashville. Uh, I wish I really want to try Hattie B's smoked turkey with the white Alabama sauce. I think that would be an incredible sandwich. It would.
1: I think we do need a smoked turkey uh, sandwich right. competition because Hugh Hugh Babies has one. Oh yeah. BB's mission barbecue i know they're a chain but they're their turkeys great. Yeah. bb's barbecue i think okay maybe we do that for thanksgiving a smoked turkey or a turkey yeah maybe we do that for our thanksgiving episode i think that sounds <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> all right we'll, we'll come up with that idea but uh head over to the natchez trace get a great drive in while there's still fall foliage and head down to bb's barbecue that is explores nashville tip of the day
0: Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for uh, Nashville themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. Aaron, they've been printing this t shirt at Screen Threads recently, and uh, it's for one of their clients. But this t shirt says, Do not put or uh, Who puts gravy in the corner? And so I kind of came up with a Thanksgiving T-shirt. Yeah, it's a Thanksgiving T-shirt. Who puts gravy in the corner? Okay. Uh, Okay. uh, It's really interesting. Uh, (laughs) But it it, kind of feels like who's putting the party buses in the corner? Is it Metro Nashville? Is it regulations? Is it it the party buses themselves? Like who's putting them in the corner saying, no, you're in timeout. Oh, it's Freddie O'Connell. (laughs) who's uh no
1: it's it's uh i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of hubbub about the party vehicles uh and and really the origins that we're going to be talking about today because metros has introduced uh basically a lot of a lot of 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 things that are kind of putting a lot of pressure on uh on the party buses and putting a lot of limitations on there comparatively uh but this really this this all-star you know it, it it didn't make sense until Stuart sent me this one article uh, that I read a couple of weeks ago, and then and then after reading that, I went, "Oh, this makes sense. This makes sense now." This makes uh, sense. because I'd really I'd posed the question. We had talked about this um,
0: back in September.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it felt like over a month ago, uh, where party buses were getting a lot of heat from Metro Council after uh, you know a few incidences of of I think one incident of people falling off. Uh, um, one person getting run over by a bus. Yeah. And, yep. and, and so, which is, you know, it, it's, that's, uh, I'm not saying that that's not anything to talk about, but, uh, you know, there are it's a, a n- lot worse things that are happening in Nashville, but they're not getting the, uh, the coverage or uh, being talked about by Metro council news is covering it, but you know, Metro council is not as concerned. And so, uh, you know, it posed the question to me if like, you know, why, why all of this? And then the the Stuart sent me that article, and it made total sense. Basically, what that article had said was there was some Four Seasons, either executives or the builders or developers uh, that came in, and they saw somebody fall off of a pedal tavern. A, a pedal tavern, and I believe they Which asked
0: is, the the pedal taverns are regulated by Metro.
1: Yeah, uh, already, and they and uh, you know, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here. They they asked. Uh, the people who they were with, who are showing them around town, like, "Hey, is this the is this the thing that happens normally?" You know, you know, obviously out of out of concern, like, "Do we?" You know, and metro officials are probably thinking at that point. I'm speculating, "Oh, if we want to curb our image of that happening, and we want people to invest money into the city, then that needs to happen less often." Um, and so, I think that's why we're hearing a lot about. Um, you know, regulations for these things, and it's funny that it happened with the pedal tavern. It's already under metro
0: regulation. Like, there's nothing else that they could do. It, it, they're under time restraints. They're yeah. on. They're they're on a lot of restraints already. Yeah, they they already have, have the restraints. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the pedal taverns have had the restraints for at least I'd say three, maybe even four years. Yeah. Um. But you know that answers the
1: question. I'm not saying that it's it's right that metro council still not talking about a lot of the. Uh, the things that are happening in Nashville that are not talked about. But if you're if you're wondering like me, like, why is this made such a big deal? Uh, it's, it's because I, I believe they're very concerned about uh, Nashville's image to a lot of the the big players who are, are looking to develop or move here uh, and to keep Nashville's image pretty much under control. It's a big kind of PR thing. Um, and basically saying, Hey, we're doing everything we can. We're making sure this doesn't happen as often. Uh, no, we don't have a bunch of drunk people in our downtown. What are you talking about? That's so uh, that's, that's pretty much, uh, you know, where all of this, I believe personally it's coming from. Um, and, and, you know, new regulations have been introduced recently. Um, uh, Tennessee has a couple articles about this and we have them in our show notes. Uh,
0: well, I think uh, back in September, yeah. uh, there was one regulation change that happened, saying December first, party vehicles cannot have alcohol on board of the party vehicles. I
1: think it was just the open air ones. Yeah, the open air ones. So all, yeah, so all if you don't, enclosed, basically, if you don't have a rooftop, if you're enclosed, you still can because you're uh, by the state. The state basically by state. regulates yep. you. But if you're open air, then Metro has to have control over that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that was the bill that was proposed in September.
1: Yes. Uh, so now um, Metro's coming in as the savior now, uh, according to the Tennessee, article and allowing this alcohol to now be uh, brought on board to these open air vehicles. Uh, thanks to a new proposal, uh, quote from the Tennessee uh, the bill filed by Metro Council member Freddie O'Connell would give the Metro beer permit board the ability to issue bring your own beer and beer sales beer sale permits to party vehicles approved by the Metro Transportation Licensing Commission. Uh, Unenclosed vehicles without bring your own uh, BYO permits um, would still be barred from allowing open alcohol containers on board while the vehicle is in operation. Um, So basically, if you don't have the Metro permits, which were previously not required, uh, then you cannot... Uh, have a party bus with alcohol, and an open air party bus with alcohol. You cannot have that without the permits.
0: Well, Freddie O'Connor said this in the Tennessee, and the whole point here is you can't do the party unless you get the <laughs> permit. Uh, this is exactly what I brought up two months ago <laughs> off air, Aaron, where I said. This is just another regulation so that they can make more money. Well, It definitely brings in money for that. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that extensive
1: at, because there's not it's not like there's 10,000 party buses out there. It's, it's going to be, you know, 50 <laughs> to, to 100 who may apply for this. So I don't think it's going to be a huge revenue thing. Uh, but but what it does, it allows Metro to have a say in who's on the streets or not, which is different than the state previously having that say. Which is so so it, it allows more control on the metro side yeah to, to see who's who's going on the streets than for than for the Metro council to, to walk up and be like I
0: don't remember that being here yesterday yeah I don't <laughs> they remember know that. they know
1: now who's um, going to be
0: on the streets so this actually uh this bill that we just mentioned or we mentioned in this episode uh, was passed in October. Uh, but there were some uh, regulations and some other things from John Cooper that happened in September. Well, And also, I think this
1: is it's very interesting. There's there's a lot of stuff happening here. Um, uh, so the regulations that restricted that also restrict alcohol consumption on unenclosed vehicles for the first time, it resulted in a lot of outcry from party vehicle operators who said prohibiting alcohol on board would kill their small business. And so basically right now, I believe they're operating without alcohol. Um, no,
0: they, they, they can have alcohol until December 1st.
1: Uh, and that's December, what it is. December that's what it is. is because the regulations went in like a month and a half ago Yep, uh, saying you can't have alcohol after December 1st because we're going to make new legislation and permitting process. Yep. And they hoped it would be December 1st, but it's not going to be actually in effect until right
0: now it's looking like December 21st. So there's going to be 20 days of no alcohol on party buses. So it's yeah. just going to be woo girls screaming, <laughs> but they're not
1: drunk. Yeah. Uh, so so that that 21 day gap is is something that
0: Metro did not intend. But I do I do want to mention this. So I've, I've heard a couple of complaints from some of the operators that own these uh, party buses. They they were already starting to have extreme bookings come in for 2022. And they've had like thirty percent of their business in twenty twenty two canceled over all of these regulations already. Wow! And I've heard that from maybe one or two operators. Yeah. Um. One of the other things that's very interesting that
1: that did not get addressed uh, by O'Connell's uh, latest uh, proposed regulation. Um, it, it addressed some of the concerns, uh, but not all. One of them. Um. And and after the first regulation that passed in October party vehicle owners protested a rule requiring party vehicles to hold a minimum of a five billion insurance policy during this. That's tight. Um, At a demonstration in October, Hell on Wheels owner Nick Lyon said he can enclose his company's two large military-style trucks by December 1st to continue allowing alcohol on board. So you can make that change to make sure he doesn't have to go through that process. But the insurance requirement, he said, would be crippling. Uh, I- increasing his current $2 million insurance policy to a $5 million policy would result in paying, get this, six figures in annual premiums.
0: Sounds about right. Six
1: figures in annual premiums.
0: Yeah, that sounds um, about right.
1: A proposed amendment decreasing the required insurance to $1 million did not make it onto the final bill before passage. Um, and so it, and I don't know why, I don't know how it didn't, Um, one of the, you know, that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Um, so that's very interesting that there's still a lot of, uh, of, you know, things to consider with all of this going on. Uh, O'Connell said he aims to bring larger entertainment vehicles into, uh, into kind of a party with already previously regulated vehicles like pedal pedal taverns where reasonable meaning tractors party buses and pedal taverns would have roughly similar regulations uh and he said he said the o'connell said the insurance requirement kind of says we're applying a different standard here and not that was not my legislative intent if it's not your intent then why did you do it that's that's the interesting question that i still have from this Uh, he expects a technical cleanup bill to address some concerns, potentially including insurance requirements in the future, uh, which that undefined thing is a little scary. A separate bill filed, um, also by at large council member, Steve Glover, Would restrict particle vehicles' routes. So this one, this one between eight a.m. and four p.m. Monday through Friday, and we'll have some boundaries to it as well.
0: This one's actually really interesting. So this is photo number three. We have this uh, right now. So if you look at this screen, if you see the red dots on those streets, uh, you have Second Avenue, Broadway, you have Union Street, and Fourth Avenue. And basically, this regulation or this other bill that Steve Glover proposed. Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., they have to follow these boundaries. Well, the the currently, problem, the problem yeah, is, I see the problem right away. The problem is is part of 2nd Avenue is shut down. It probably will be for a long time. And it may be shut down for, like, another year yeah. minimum. And so, so I don't know why this how, would have been proposed. How are they going to do this? <laughs> like, are they going to have a separate lane for the party vehicles just to go through the, con- the reconstruction of 2nd
1: Avenue? Yeah, I don't know, like, what... You know, that doesn't necessarily make sense. Um,
0: it, may, it may, like, in the sense of, okay, through for business hours throughout the week, well, you have oh, I mean controlled routes. So that, that makes sense. The the article
1: reads, like, uh, this is coming from the Tennessean article. It says the, uh, uh, includes a segment of Second Avenue that currently restricts vehicle traffic from Broadway to Church Street due to reconstruction efforts following the Christmas Day bombing. This sounds like they may open it for the party buses that specific thing if they were to do this route i'm not entirely sure
0: but that's how it reads huh um which seems very very odd uh the bill went to its first reading last tuesday um it's just it's just really interesting because like right now you can't do anything on second avenue on that portion of second avenue
1: yeah even First Avenue on the on the that,
0: that side it's still closed. So there's there's kind of a lot of hangups there. Um, and Third Avenue, Third Avenue is really interesting because I don't think it's really wide enough for multiple party vehicles to go down because the well, still- Third Avenue has that bridge. The bridge, but they also, uh, yeah, that's true. The bridge right there the uh, parking between bridge, the parking garages, right, yeah, right near Bowie's that uh, that rock and roll yeah. bar on yeah, Third yeah. Avenue. They still allow street parking to happen there, which is absolutely mind blowing <laughs> to me that we still it have is. street parking on some of these streets that are so narrow in Nashville. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's what?
1: it's crazy. Let us know what you guys think. Six one five three nine two. Thirteen fifty eight.
0: There's just so much going here. Let us know. Do you think? Do you think Metro put the party buses in the corner?
1: (laughs) Do you think Metro uh, is trying to to put the uh, the the party buses in the corner? Do you think they're doing the right thing? Do you think there's a balance to be struck, and we just haven't found it yet? Uh, Let us know six one five three nine two thirteen fifty eight. Text us and let us know because I think there's a lot of retooling uh, that needs to happen here. I don't think we're at the right steps yet. But we'll see. Hope you guys have a great
0: weekend. See you on Monday. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615 392
1: and for more exclusive content, head over to Nashville Daily Podcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five star rating and share it with your friends.